Grand Rising, beautiful soul family. I'm Coach Susie, and welcome to the Beyond Abuse podcast, a show about the power and benefits of using self-love and hope to overcome self-doubt, depression, anxiety, and panic attacks resulting from the trauma and abuse of our past. I love sharing my story, but I love showcasing other badass men and women who learn to turn their pain into purpose. And they're using that gift to help other men and women transform their mindset from victim to victor. Today, I have the pleasure and honor of showcasing Sangeetha Shindi, who is a survivor of childhood abuse and was almost killed in her extremely violent marriage. She's battled through colorism, racism, two suicide attempts, and homelessness. She used the power of self-love and hope to become the editor of four international magazines and the author of four books. She turned her pain into purpose, finished her MBA, and she uses her gift of healing to assist others on their journey of healing. Welcome. Sangeetha, it is a pleasure to have you here on the podcast today. How are you doing? I'm very good. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm really honored. I mean, women like you seriously are, you know, the ones really making the difference because you're you're getting stories out there and and getting these stories of hope out there is so, so necessary. And so thank you. Really, thank you. Absolutely. It's You're a, a very special person. <laughs> thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure and an honor because I can, I can share my story all day, but they're only hearing one version and <laughs> everybody's not going to resonate with me, right? Somebody out there listening may resonate with you. Maybe somebody had an extremely violent marriage and was almost killed. You know, so I know that my story has power, but I also know that other men and women's stories have power as well. And so Go ahead and share share with us because this is a truly powerful so, comeback. So, first, <laughs> so firstly, um, yeah, I'm, I'm where I am today and standing and smiling, but it's taken 50 years to get here. Um, it, it, it's not been easy, obviously, as, as you well know what it's like. I mean, when you go through, I was born into a, a quite an affluent family in India, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sort of ambassadors and you know, lawyers and doctors and airline pilots and, you know, everyone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's very high-ranking government officials sort of comprise the family. But on the back of it, India comes with this terrible sort of trauma if you're born female. Mm-hmm. It, there are a few countries in the world that dislike women as much as they do in uh, in India. You know, I, uh, I, I did a a little piece uh, on rape in India. And and I said, you know, this is a nation which worships mothers and reviles daughters. And and this is this this fundamental problem occurs. And and, and you can imagine the conflict that uh, arises from this this difference, this disparity. Mm -hmm. So um, my my father was a colonel in the army. My mother was a very well-educated woman. She had traveled all over Europe in her youth, came back, got married. They had a first son, which was, you know, a boy. It had a mm-hmm. penis, pardon my saying this. <laughs> and so it was perfect. Mm-hmm. It was perfect, you know. Mm-hmm. 
but then I was, uh, then I came along five years later, and I think perhaps he wanted another boy, I'm not quite sure. Mm -hmm. But certainly a little dark-skinned girl, you know, mm -hmm. was not the, what they looked forward to, wow. possibly. And uh, I think I bore the brunt of that, and I had a lot of... Uh, my mother never really wanted children, I think. And I understand mm -hmm. her now. Now I look back and I think this was a woman who was highly intelligent, you know, who was unfortunately a product of her times and she got stuck in this marriage and stuck with children. Mm -hmm. and she never really wanted this for herself. She wanted to work. She wanted mm -hmm. a career. She was highly intelligent. And then she got stuck with me. Uh. <laughs> so uh, it was really bad. I mean, I used to get locked into bathrooms if mm -hmm. I spilled a glass of water. I wasn't allowed to be sick ever. And my father's a doctor. You know, I, I was sent to school when I had measles and got slapped and sent back home. Uh, there was, of course, all the discrimination against being the dark-skinned child. I just didn't have a lot of value. Wow. You know, I forever bore the cross. I, I, I have forever borne this cross of my genetics and gender. Mm -hmm. But it translated into a lot of neglect, mm -hmm. quite a lot of violence, mm -hmm. uh, severe, severe emotional abuse. To this day, I struggle with... Yeah you know, feelings of inadequacy and self-love, uh, autoimmune disorders of, of quite a magnitude, which make daily living extremely hard. My personal relationships suffer because I think everyone is my parents. I recognize abuse as love. Mm -hmm. and, and despite being a healer, despite understanding all this, this just keeps repeating. Mm -hmm. And then my need to people please, this is something a lot of people who've been abused have in common. We think if we please people, they won't hurt us. Mm -hmm. And it's quite the opposite, actually. Mm -hmm. People just walk all over you. Right. So there's this constant learning and unlearning and learning and winding yeah. and unwinding from this, this cycle. And it's a it's a daily thing. You, you live with this. You wake up with it. You go to bed with it. Your every experience is colored by it. And I, it's, it's, I wish parents would understand the impact on a child, yeah. on a small child, I think when you get to 16, 17, it's easier. But when you're those mm -hmm. early formative years from yeah. about four to about 12, 14, mm -hmm. this is unbearable for a child. It has no means. The only, you know, experience you have of the world, of yourself, mm -hmm. you know, your presence, your space is your parents. Yep. your siblings, your aunts, your uncles, and beyond that, the wider world. And I was just so unlucky that I didn't only have abuse from my parents. I had it from my sibling, who was the golden child, and I was like, you know, the identified patient. I had it from the extended family who saw whatever my parents were doing, and they followed suit. Mm. And then when you have the extended family doing it, you have the entire neighborhood doing it. Mm. And, and to this day, you know, people especially back in my hometown, find it very hard to acknowledge me as an editor or as an author or as a person who's made it on her own. Mm -hmm. I'm still the wild child that ran away from home, that, that has no, that's something to be mocked at, sneered at. I get this every time I go back. Wow. Uh, and it's very hard to deal with. Mm -hmm. but, but, you know, I'm slowly learning that their sort of filter of me doesn't necessarily have to be my filter of me. But in the back of it, I've also had positive experiences because when you are pushed to that extreme, mm -hmm. you learn to survive. Yes. You learn to survive. Like, God, mm -hmm. you learn to survive. Yes. You learn to be empathic. You learn mm -hmm. to be compassionate. Yes. You learn to value goodness and kindness in ways that other people don't. Yes. And these are strengths that carry you through a lot of crap in your life yes. and that's something I learned to do in spades 
-hmm. And it doesn't matter where I went. I know I can look back on my life now and I can say quite deliberately because of what my parents did to me, what my family did to me, what my neighbors did to me, what my little town in India did to me, what my culture did to me, what my religion did to me. It taught me what I shouldn't be. You know, Rumi, the, the, the 13th mm-hmm. or 14th century Turkish mm-hmm. philosopher, he said, all things come to show us where the path is not. Yes. And this is so true, yes. because I learned to be kind. I learned to be good. I learned to be principled. I learned to be ethical. I learned to stand on my own two feet. I, I learned to put makeup on and look the best I can, regardless of the color of my skin. And now at 50, I get hit on by 25-year-old men. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> right. It feels good, right? <laughs> So what I would, there, there is, there is always pain, whether we accept it or not, the pain will not leave us. It has taken me 50 years to go from anger against my parents to sadness. Mm. The great thing about coming to the point of sadness is sadness is that time when you forgive. Mm. And I have forgiven my parents, my town, my culture everything I look at them now and I think that's so sad you wasted a whole life you wasted a whole person how how foolish of you I survived I've gone and written four books I've lived in eight countries I've made friends around the world I've had great experiences but you you couldn't share any of that with me because of who you are you had a small life and I had a big life and weirdly I thank them because if they had given me a good life, I wouldn't have done any of these things. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to been able to help all the people I have. Yeah. And yes, there are days when even now when I uh-huh. think it's pointless or somebody hurts me or somebody cheats me or, you know, I go back to the old patterns as happens. But somewhere deep inside me, I know I'm making a difference. Yeah. And I'm making a difference because of the experiences I had. All this stuff, it takes us somewhere. It doesn't just take us into pain. It also takes us beyond the pain. As long as we let ourselves be led out of it and we look at hope. As you said earlier, we look at love. Love is an amazing thing. It's such a powerful thing. My healing stems from love. And I had to learn to love myself. I'm still learning to Mm -hmm. love myself. There are days I look at myself and I think, oh, you're just a short, fat, little middle-aged person. What on earth do you think (laughs) of yourself? You know what? what?" (laughs) And then I... And then there are other days I think, wow, I'm amazing. And I think understanding that all these facets exist on the back of abuse, illness, depression. Uh, We we fight it. You know, the first instinct is to fight pain and to not feel it. Mm -hmm. And I've learned that feeling it is the most powerful thing you can do because then you work through it. As long as you're resisting it, it's going to keep pushing back. As long as you let it flow through you, it flows through you. And it passes out and it goes away. And the next time it comes, it's a little less and a little less and a little less. Yep. One of the most important things I've learned is to set boundaries. I've learned to be a, a rabid feminist <laughs> that, that stands up for women's rights. And, and being a feminist isn't just about barking about how we need to make things equal. No, mm-hmm. being a feminist is when another woman is being abused, you open your doors to yes. her, even if you don't know her from Adam. Yes. You take it when the police comes to your door and says, why are you helping? And you say, I will help this woman and you can just go to hell. Yes. You have to walk the talk as a feminist. You can't on one hand say you're a feminist. And I find a lot, this happens a lot. You're a feminist and you want your equal rights. And then you have this marriage and you have these kids. 
And then you start weaponizing your kids when it comes to divorce. And then you suddenly say, oh, no, 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 poor little me. I have to be maintained in the style that I'm accustomed to because I can't look after myself. Man, give me all your money. No, 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 no. Feminism means one equality has to be equal. It has to be equal for everybody, for the men as well. Right. So I've become a bit of a crusader for the equal rights of men and women Mm -hmm. because feminism can only work when there is an equal level playing field for everyone. Yes. Uh, Children, I think, are very precious. They are our legacy to this planet. And if we don't treat them with kindness, and I'm not one for sort of mollycoddling them to the point where they're like, oh my God, I can't go from point A to point B without mommy and daddy dropping me in the car. No, no, no. Right. no please, you know, mm-hmm. teaching them independence, yes. teaching them to be self-sufficient, teaching them to be, you know, think for themselves. Yes. This, this, you, you can't give a person a greater gift than teaching them how to think for themselves. Yes. It's the most beautiful thing you can do. And children aren't taught that. Children should be taught psychology in school, I believe. Uh, yeah. They aren't. Mm-hmm. They should be taught psychology. It should be a basic requirement from the time that they are 12. Absolutely. Just teaching them good touch, bad touch is not enough. We yes. need to teach them good feeling and bad feeling. Yes, yes. I totally you know? agree. Yes, I absolutely agree with that. And, and teaching self-love. Teaching self-love. A, see, I have an issue with self-love because I think self-love, the, the, the line between self-love and selfishness has become very very blurred and i think learning healthy self-love versus toxic self-love is something that everybody should learn yes absolutely. self-love is it's, it's too broad a thing we need to learn healthy self-love healthy. where our self-love is not where it protects us but it doesn't damage somebody else in the process right right i absolutely agree because and i love that you said absolutely and i love that you said healthy versus toxic because a lot of us were not taught healthy self-love we didn't grow just like you you didn't grow up with parents who had a healthy love of themselves so they couldn't pass that down to you because they didn't know how to do that and it's important to teach healthy self-love like you said create the boundaries but still show the love the compassion and the kindness because you realize that maybe that person came from a traumatic household as well you know and i think that that's what love is had trauma even if you come from the best home yes. because we are human we will experience trauma it is part of this soul journey we make part of it is experiencing trauma yes. and i think within self-love is where we love ourselves we do what pleases us and enables us as long as we are not hurting animals children mm-hmm. you know we're not hurting a partner who has actually been good to us right you handle that in a healthy way but you know I, I counsel people where one partner falls out of love for whatever reason but you know th- there's a way of handling it you don't have to leave a person feeling traumatized on the back of it because they won't recover from it right, right. and and you don't realize the and watching our words our words oh my god Oh, they can make or break this planet. They can they can turn this universe into heaven or hell for another person. Right. I know because I've got a freaking bad temper on me, I'll tell you. And I've used my words to really yes. wound at times. And I'm so ashamed of myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning to, you know, moderate it and say, you know, kindness, 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 mm-hmm. kindness. You know, kind we should have only kindness coming out of our mouths. Right. When and- it's coming out of our mouths, it'll come out of everywhere else too, you know. Right. Yeah. And that's why I think it's so important for you to to kind of sit first before you actually say 
you know, sit with those emotions. So, and, and, and kind of, you know, ask spirit to guide you or the universe to guide you with words that are loving and not harmful for that person. You know, how mm-hmm. can I soothe in a way, you know, that person's angst or whatever it is that the person may be feeling, how can I do that effectively where it's not hurting the other person, but it's also getting my feelings out because my emotions are also valid. My feelings are valid, you know, and I think coming from a a traumatized household, you don't always feel like your feelings or your emotions are valid. It's it's the airline analogy. You first got to put the oxygen mask over your own face before you can help somebody else. But that healthy self-love helps you do that. If you love yourself, enough in the proper way it doesn't matter so much if you're helping someone else get through their angst because you know who you are yeah but most of us don't and that's why we get angry with other people i know that's why i get angry with other people mm-hmm. uh in my healing often i get annoyed when i hear people just going on and on but you know it's my healing doesn't come from me it comes from a different place i'm just a conduit so i take no yeah, credit for yeah. it but i do know the impact i've had on people i know the lives i've saved i know the people who've gone away happy and i'm, I'm so pleased that i've been given this gift right. i'm so pleased that it's there Um, I never used to charge once upon a time, but I work with somebody and this person has now told me I need to start charging because at the end of the day, there has to be an exchange of energy and cannot, you know, you cannot spend like 10 hours with somebody and then not value your time or your, there has to be the exchange so that they can value it as well. So yeah, that's something else. (laughs) Um, I was going to say something to you about the whole healthy salt stuff thing. And now because I'm 50 and forgetful. (laughs) It's okay. I'm sure it'll come back to you. But I say the same thing. Like in in my practice, I say, I am not your savior. I'm not your fixer. I'm not your healer. I am a guide. I am a guide to show you your own power because you too have your own power to heal. Nobody is here to fix us, save us, or heal us. You are your greatest healer. You are that. I'm just a guy showing you the way. That's it. That's all I'm here for. I think so, yeah. And these guides are important. And and, and the thing about being a guide, I see a lot of therapists do it for academic reasons. Sometimes they do it just because they like the sound of their own voice. I've had therapists like that. Therapists who do it to dominate another person. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of that in the industry. But healers, these are special. Healers do it because they've walked the talk. They've been there. They really know what's going on. They're feeling everything you're feeling. And they're only coming at it from a place of absolute compassion. And this is, the, this, is, this is where healing works better. It works quicker. It works faster. Yes. Because in that moment, you are channeling so much love to the other person and nothing heals. Nothing heals better yes. than unconditional <laughs> love. Yes, absolutely. Love is the greatest And here's the healer. thing. I've been kicked. I've been beaten. I've been locked into bathrooms. I've had gasoline thrown on me. I've been threatened mm. to set in fire. Somebody's tried to strangle me twice. Oh. I've gone through the loss of you know children I've, uh, I've i've been kicked out of jobs for the color of my skin wow. i've had friends steal from me betray me i've been beaten i've had my nose broken my eardrum broken my wow. lung punctured you name it i've been through it there's wow. nothing i haven't been through racism i've had it colorism i've had it trapped in a burning building had that too by the way wow. had to jump out of the first floor almost drowned had that wow. their marital rape where we put this lovely context of marital ahead of rape i don't even know how we can put the two together in the same sentence wow. in spades mm. rape is rape mm-hmm. you don't put little adjectives in front of it to try and make it sound better it is rape had it molested been there sexually harassed been there you name it 
I've had it. But if I, small, little, pathetic, little, weak, little me can do it, everybody can do it. This I know because I know how weak I can be inside. I know how traumatized I am inside. I know how frail I am on the inside, no matter what I project outside. If I can do it, anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. Absolutely. Anybody can do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. I absolutely agree with that. And that's that's what I that's what I tell people. You're no different than me. We're no different from each other. We just got yeah. different backgrounds. We just got different stories. You know, at, at some point in our life, we all feel insecure. We all feel weak. We all feel like we're not going to make it. You know, you have depressed days. I have depressed days. But if I can get up every single day and fight that battle, so can you. And the great thing is, is that you have people like Sangeetha, you know, people like myself that have been there and are teaching you how to do it, how to use the tools and the resources to get you through it. People ask me what strength is. And I said, that, and I, my answer always is, is there is no such thing as strength that you will perceive. Strength is patience. It is hanging on that one more day. Wow. That's all it is. It's nothing more. Hanging on one more day, that is strength. And it's going to be awful that day. And you're going to feel gutted. And you're going to want to jump off a cliff. And you're going to hate the world and think the world hates you. But you hang on for another 24 hours. And you take it one hour at a time for those 24 hours. And that is strength. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Because that's so true. Because the only day that we really have is today. The past and everything that has occurred is gone, and we don't know what the future is going to bring. The only day that no, we really it have, have us tomorrow. Yes, yes. You won't. You may not even make it through today. So the only day that you really have to get through is today. It's today, that absolutely. Is- and you don't know what will happen tomorrow. You could get hit by a bus, or you could win the lottery, yes. or you could meet the love of your life. Yes, absolutely. You know. Wow. Or you will be given or you will be given the opportunity to save somebody else's. Either way, it's worth hanging on just that one more day. Just one more day. Right. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. That's beautiful. So you just funny, you know, the back of the stories, um, I wrote my last book is called The Naked Indian Woman. And it's the stories of 60, true stories of survival of 16 Indian women across the world and what wow. they've gone through. So everywhere, you know, we've covered ground from sexuality to sex toys, to divorce, to being single, to parent, parents, to parental abuse, to uh, domestic abuse, to rape, you name it, it's there in this book. And each of these girls has come forward openly to talk about their journeys and what they've been through. Wow. It's an amazingly empowering book because the end of each story, it's written in very simple free words. Mm-hmm. Is a story of how they oh it's a story of how they survived. Wow. Yeah. And and that's what it's about, you know, because we all can do that. We all can do that. So um so do you have any programs or what services do you offer? Tell us about that. I do I do workshops. Normally people approach me. I don't actively seek it, but then occasionally schools, universities, colleges, when they hear about the work I do with women, they approach me and say, can you do a workshop? So I've done it like for 160 women in Greece for the Hot Mon Mrs. India Worldwide Campaign uh, Contest. I've done it for a set of army officers' wives across India's premier uh, institution. I've I've spoken at colleges. Uh, I've done Insta Lives with women. There is my own personal healing. I do at least two or three sessions a day with various women to help them get through 
uh, you know, whatever it is they're going through. I've, I, I deal with victims of rape. I deal with victims of domestic violence because these are something, mm -hmm. things that I've been through. I know what it's like yeah. and, and I'm happy to, you know, just lend a year. I rescued 53 animals. That's like a <laughs> big deal for me. <laughs> and I have, uh, so I'm, I'm open. People can find me through my website. People can find me through Facebook, through Instagram. Mm -hmm. They can reach out if I think I can help help mm -hmm. it's as simple as that yeah. i will not i will try and turn away as few people as i can because uh i i don't charge a lot often i just tell people pay me what you can afford right. you know i do have a standard rate but if you can't afford that just pay me what you can right. I, I don't and if you can't that's okay too right. doesn't matter absolutely because, uh, yeah. ideally compassion shouldn't come with a price tag but energy should Mm -hmm. so people you know i have to walk this very fine yes. line i'm sure you understand this yeah as well of <laughs> the tone between helping and yes. you know sort of like putting food on your table uh -huh. sometimes yeah so um i i just intend to continue this journey and help as many people as i can i don't seek fame and glory on the back of this this is not why i do yes. it if i get it i won't say no be <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I mean, nice to nice to have some money i mean it just doesn't buy happiness but as right. they say it really imp improves the quality of your misery so. <laughs> and you can help other people as well you can help other organizations you know so um i think in that aspect it does improve the quality of your life because you're helping other people because like you said it's not not just about you it's about showing other people how to get through it's about showing other people that there is that there is happiness on the other side of what you have come through but people also need to be a bit realistic you know i tell most of my clients this you expect life to sort of you know you're not in life owes you nothing, nothing. yes nothing it is here regardless of you it yes. owes you nothing yeah. you are a speck of carbon mm -hmm. in an infinite universe it owes you nothing yes so don't go there expecting the whole world to bend over backwards to please you mm -hmm. you have to please the world and you have to please yourself in the process you have to make your own happiness sometimes yes absolutely rather than expecting everyone else to sort of you know mollycoddle you your, your weight uh, you know until your dying breath no no yes. that, that doesn't work yeah you will just be a burden on society mm -hmm if you are like that and finding ways i think mother teresa said it right when you live a life of service you live a life of purpose yes and you need to find out what you would like to be in service to yeah and if you're going to be in service only to yourself talking about healthy self-love toxic self-love you're going to be unhappy you're going to be unhappy service is your key to happiness that's your key for be me because for is. me too because when and it's not just about helping here, I serve in my community, you know, like serving people. Like if so many people could understand that, just like you said, it's not about you. This life is not about you. And when you go out, if you find yourself unhappy in a state of depression, go serve somebody and watch how your happiness level changes because you're helping somebody else to get through. And that's, that's, that's really all it's, it's about, especially when you've come from a dark space. You can help Absolutely. someone else get through. Yes. Yeah. But we need dark spaces. I mean, mm -hmm. people like you and me, we've had too much of it, I think. Un we've had an unfair share of it in some ways. Mm -hmm. But without the dark, how do you know what light is? Yes. 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 Without the, without the pain, without the pain, how, how do you, do you know, know joy? What is? Yes. 
Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, then you're just then you're just if you only want pleasure all the time and you don't know the difference between pain and pleasure, you're just an eternal baby. Yes. You know? <laughs> an eternal baby. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes. And who wants to be an eternal baby? How boring is that? <laughs> And yes, you cannot appreciate the sunshine without the rain. And I think so many people don't want the pain. They don't want the, you know, the hardships. And it's like, well, you can't really appreciate the joy and the happiness if you've never had that, right? And yeah, we you may- can't appreciate. Yeah, you can't appreciate a good really a lot of my clients basically come to me on the back of heartbreak and I know heartbreak God I've had people dump me I've dumped people I've walked away from bad stuff you know things that have hurt me and I thought oh, I'll never find anybody else ever again and it's going to be so lonely it's going to be so awful there won't be anybody as good as this person again and boom you know guess what six months later <laughs> <laughs> I think thank God that ended <laughs> right if I hadn't let that go then I wouldn't have had this so absolutely so and sometimes you have to close a door before a window opens you have to close it firmly you can't keep it slightly ajar and you sometimes have to close the door on pain before the window to happiness opens it right. works on that level too you can't keep on dwelling on the past you know did you ever watch have you watched the Lion King I have mm-hmm. So do you remember the thing with the monkey, I forget his name, is teaching, you know, and, and, and Simba is like going on and on about how his father Mufasa treated him so badly and he died and his life has been so tough and this and then he's on and on and on. And the monkey raises his hand and gives him one slap about uh, it across his snout. And Simba goes, oh, why did you do that? It's that hurt. And the monkey says, why are you still talking about it? It's in the past. Yes. Why are you still talking about it? It's in the past. Why are you still focused on that? Absolutely. We focus too much on our pain. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's and why you... whatever, we, whatever we water the most grows the best. Yes. And when you, when you focus on the pain, you continue to suffer. You continue to yeah. suffer. And I've done it. I've made that mistake in oh. a very recent yeah. sort of relationship that I've had. I only focused on the pain. I only focused on the bad stuff. And it took quite a very sharp realization to understand uh, that this friendship, I needed to focus on the good stuff right. and forget about the pain. Because as long as I was focusing on the pain, that was all I saw. Yep. And you get to choose what you see. You get to That's choose the great thing about being an adult. Yeah, I love that. All right, so before we go, do you have any yeah. last words of wisdom? Do you have a word of motivation? Something that will empower. Love, 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 love. Do not take anything so seriously, even your own pain. It's not that serious. You are, no one is that important. Not Bill Gates, not even God is that important. Love. Laugh, laugh, learn to laugh at yourself because God, can you imagine how ridiculous most of it is in the long run? Mm -hmm. Not to discount anyone's pain, but if you can learn to laugh at yourself and your own extreme reactions to some stuff, you can learn to laugh at other people and say, God, this is stupid. Look at how stupidly they're behaving. And they think they're going to affect me by behaving like oh, that. Come on. Good. Wow. And you laugh? Laugh. Laugh. Just laugh. Read funny books. Watch cartoons. Read Calvin and Hobbes, you know, <laughs> <laughs> who is the ultimate definition of existentialist angst and misery would be Calvin and Hobbes. And I just love it. Wow. Uh, there's this, you know, I often tell my, 
you know, we always wish and want for certain things and that creates a lot of dissonance and unhappiness. Mm -hmm. We want things to be a certain way and it it never works out. Mm -hmm. And there's this beautiful Calvin and Hobbes cartoon where Calvin and Hobbes are walking in the forest and Calvin asks Hobbes and he says, if you want a million dollars, what would you do? And Calvin says, I'd make my, uh, sorry, Hobbes says, I'd make myself a tuna sandwich. And Calvin looks at me, starts laughing and he says, tuna sandwich is so stupid. If I had a million dollars, I'd do this and I'd other than I'd have ship and I'd have plane and I'd do this, that, 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 that. And the last panel is both of them in the kitchen and Hobbes is making himself a tuna sandwich saying, I got my wish. (laughs) 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 To me, that sums up life. Absolutely. If you laugh, if you're content, even with your own pain, you have to accept, yes, this has been done to you. Mm-hmm. Nothing is going to change that. Right. Be content with your pain. It happened. Yeah. Accept it. Once you accept that this has happened, you will be able to move on. Yeah. Because it has no more power over you. Yeah. It has no more power. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so very much, Sangeetha, for blessing. Thank you for having today. me. Absolutely. Thank you for thinking pleasure. of me and, and accepting, you know, me into your podcast. Absolutely. I I only wish you power and I wish you laughter. And I wish you the same. I thank you and I appreciate you. Go out and have the most awesome day today. Okay. All right. You too. <laughs> thank I'll you. talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Wow. Wow, that was an amazing interview. (laughs) Everything that she said, I totally resonate with and agree with because the pain happened. The pain happened, there's nothing changing that, right? There's nothing to change the pain. But when you acknowledge the pain and you realize, you know what? It is what it is. It's time for me to go on with my life. The most amazing thing happens. You find, you find all those things that she was talking about. You find love. You find happiness. You know, it's not about somebody else making you happy. It's about you making you happy. It's not about somebody else saving you. It's about you loving you, and that's how you save you. You know, nobody, no amount of external love and happiness is going to ever fill us. We are responsible for doing that for ourselves. People can come into our lives and add additional love to us, add additional happiness. But they can never be our sole happiness. They can never be our sole source of love. It's not their responsibility. And we shouldn't place that weight on anybody. So I hope y'all enjoy Sangeetha Shindi today. And all of her information will be listed in the description box on the podcast and on the YouTube channel. Um, When I do the social media blast, it will be listed there. Reach out to her. Reach out to her. You know, I, I said this in the beginning. I know that I will not resonate with everybody. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing, because I know that I'm not here to resonate with everybody. But you may resonate with somebody that comes on this podcast. Reach out to them. Reach out to them because they're, I have them here because I want them to provide for you. Um, so if you enjoy the topic today, I invite you to subscribe to the monthly self-care newsletter where I provide tips, tools, and resources on loving yourself deeper every day. Once subscribed, 
you will receive my free ebook from victim to victor how to live an empowered life beyond abuse the ebook was created to move you from victim to victor and help you live an empowered life beyond the abuse and depression of your past it was created to push you and assist you with redirecting yourself toward a more peaceful happier existence all subscribers receive 25% off the five poetry book bundle, 15% off all products and free access to the private Facebook ebook support community from victim to victor, how to live an empowered life beyond depression and abuse. It's a mental health support community because I have dealt with that. And I want more people to know that they can live a happy, thriving, abundant life even with symptoms of depression and anxiety and, and panic attacks and PTSD and bipolar disorder. You can, it's possible, but you gotta believe it for yourself. You gotta have hope and you gotta have that healthy self-love for yourself. So um, there's daily encouragement, weekly challenges, and I do a weekly live Zoom meeting with Q&A every Friday at six o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, subscribe to the newsletter today by copying the link in the description box below or by visiting suzysuttles.com. A special thank you, shout out of love to all my YouTube subscribers, podcast subscribers, and podcast listener supporters. I thank you for your love, kindness, and generosity. It is greatly appreciated. You know, when you make a monthly love offering in support of this podcast, it helps to sustain future episodes and it assists the mission of A Mother's Touch, Inc., which is to provide co-parents and families with love, nurturing, guidance, and the resources they need to become a healthier happier, more holistic version of themselves. We also assist men and women financially who are leaving domestic violence relationships and struggling financially. You know, I just want to be who I needed when I was going through my own tough season. You know, um, if this is your first time listening to the podcast on Anchor, Apple, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, or YouTube, thank you. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. And if you like what you hear, go back and, and listen to other episodes and then subscribe. Become a subscriber of YouTube and the podcast. And also consider becoming a, a listener supporter. All, uh, all love offerings and monthly donations are greatly appreciated and accepted. And we appreciate you for that. If you or someone you know is in need of financial assistance, please fill out the form for financial assistance via the web uh, at www.amotherstouchinc.org or you can, make a, um, you can make a love offering donation there or you can make a love offering donation via Cash App, which is dollar sign A Mother's Touch Inc. or Venmo, which is at the at symbol A Mother's Touch Inc. And remember, a mother's is spelled with a Z. Uh, that's all I got for y'all today. I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast today. I know I did. Uh, I love y'all and I thank y'all, but y'all know before I let you go, I have to send a prayer of love out into the universe. So let's go ahead and do that. Dear universe, I love you. I love you so very much. And, um, I'm thankful for the opportunity to serve others in this manner to, uh, to be able to bring other stories to light to share that and to assist others along on their journey because I think that that's what it's all about right it's about us assisting each other that's all it's ever been about it's never been about us gaining anything from this it's always about us serving from a space of love and um, that is the greatest 
that is the greatest gift that you can ever give to anyone. You know, it's not necessarily needing to be in a relationship with someone. We're just serving from a space of love and loving your service to the world. That's how you create that happiness. That's how you get over that pain. That's how you realize you really and truly are the author and creator of your life and that no matter what you have seen or been through or what has happened to you in your past, that does not define you. It's not your definition. You get to decide who you are. So it's a privilege and an honor to serve in this capacity and this manner. I don't take this for granted. Um, I'm thankful and grateful for the opportunity. It's a privilege and an honor to serve. I'm thankful every day. I just want to say to the people who are unhappy, you got life today? Go live it. Go live it. Because tomorrow's not promised. It's not promised to you. So just go live your life today. Just be happy today. You got 24 hours to do it. Make that your priority. So thankful and grateful to see another day. And for everyone who is listening today, wrap them up. Wrap them up in a bubble of protection they go about their day. Protect them, guide them, show them, show them who you truly are and that it's okay. It's okay to, to feel their way through that pain, to release that pain and to move forward with their lives. So thankful and grateful for another day. So with that being said, let's rock this day out. Let's get her done. And so be it. And so it is. I thank y'all for being here. I love y'all. I want you to go out, have an awesome, amazing and beautiful day today from my heart to yours as always. Namaste. If you experienced rejection, abandonment, trauma, or abuse as a child, you may find it difficult to create a healthy, happy, and holistic life. You are not alone. I am Coach Susie, and I am a survivor of addiction and narcissistic domestic violence abuse. I was raised by a mother who experienced narcissistic personality disorder, and I experienced every type of abuse. I was rejected abandoned and traumatized before the age of 10. As I grew older, I attracted these same type of relationships into my life because this was my life. It was all I knew and it was what I was accustomed to until I introduced myself to something different. In 2015, I left a 20 year unhealthy and abusive relationship with a man who struggles with narcissistic personality disorder. And I began a journey into loving myself unconditionally. It took me five years to accomplish living a happy, healthy, and holistic life. And that was primarily due to the lack of financial and educational resources for people like me who were severely traumatized as children and grew up in impoverished neighborhoods. 
the Loving Yourself Unconditionally movement was created from the mind of a traumatized child who struggled for years with self-doubt and low self-esteem. But I learned to love herself unconditionally beyond past abuse and thrive successfully in life with PTSD, bipolar disorder, and ADHD. I struggled to love myself unconditionally due to the mental and emotional abuse I received as a child. The voices of doubt, fear, and not good enough would constantly haunt me until I began to change my mind. The Loving Yourself Unconditionally movement is a community of people who desire to learn practical and effective ways to love themselves unconditionally beyond abuse. The Loving Yourself Unconditionally movement is not about chasing perfection and trying to be perfect. It's about learning to love yourself unconditionally in every area of your life, no matter what that looks like. It's about becoming the healthiest, happiest, and truest version of yourself, no matter what that looks like. If you are ready to learn how to love yourself unconditionally beyond abuse, Pre-register today at suzysuttles.com. Everyone has something to teach us. My question to you is, are you ready to learn?